Hi, this is Eva, the creator of Eva, the Relationship Maker podcast, where we talk about strength, successes, hard times and triumphs, relationships and life in general. And I'm going to, uh, we are having a guest, uh, me and Nanny, we're running this podcast uh, once a week. So before I introduce Nanny. How many times I've seen the same graffiti? This is Nanny. So this is her song and please introduce yourself, Nanny. Well, thank you so much, Eva and Susan, for being here. This is I'm Nanny Carolina Chassin. I'm a life and business coach that helps people automate and optimize their life and business. And uh, of course, I'm a singer and a speaker and investor and I'm a software engineer as well. And I am so honored to be here with you girls here because these times is when we actually these uncertain times is when people need us the most and i am so proud that eva is decided with me to launch this series of podcasts where we talk about how to succeed in a certain time so with that uh, so thank you so much for the introduction for that song as well uh, that i composed myself with um maximiliano doninelli an uh, opera contemporary uh, contemporary orchestra conductor in italy so uh, thank you. Welcome, Susan, to the podcast. And uh, why don't you tell, introduce yourself for our audience? Thank you, Nanny. Thank you, Eva, for having me um, as your guest. So my name is Susan Semenu, and I'm the founder and president of Divine Intervention Matchmaking, which is a company that focuses on getting people to fall in love and to help be a catalyst. We have a variety of different options. I've been doing this for 16 years. And yes, it has been a fascinating last two years. And I do feel definitely a shift uh, moving forward. And especially because it's, you know, somewhere around the corner, there is a renewed sense of optimism as we slowly start to get back to normal. Um, so thank you for having me again. I couldn't think of any other guest that would be more relevant for this show than you because the events and entertainment industry, it was really going downhill, especially in these two and a half years already, and dating. And I was talking to some of my, um, some of my clients and some of the people who I met, and they said, yeah, I went on dating sites, but everybody, was, they just want to get laid. And it's like, we are closed, <laughs> it's closed in. And funnily, I just found out yesterday that the uh, uh, chlamydia and whatever the STDs, they just skyrocketed. I don't know how, where they were <laughs> hiding the people, you know, still to, together, but it's interesting. So I would like to know how you managed to, to stay on top and, and what was that moment when you said, okay, I have to pivot. I have to do something in order to, um, to continue with this business. Well, first of all, before I answer that question, Eva, people need to be responsible and practice safe sex and use condoms. That's like number one. And the biggest increase in STDs is in the boomer generation, uh, you know, still thinking they're back in the free love days, which we're not. So smarten up people, put on those condoms and ask the right questions uh, in terms of staying in business. So when this first hit in the beginning, obviously, I think everyone was in shock. We haven't been through a pandemic. and I'm going to say the world sort of just halted. So uh, like many other people, you have to just, I think, 
recognize that life is no longer the same and adjust. And in terms of pivoting, what I did short term to survive is cut as many fixed expenses as possible. And, you know, that includes staff and office space, advertising, whatever, like a lot of other people. And then the biggest shift that I noticed in terms of pivoting is to look at new package offerings, because a lot of people were very concerned about their financial situation. There was a lot of uncertainty, and I wasn't attached to any of the products that we were offering before, and that includes even price points. So we had like some pandemic pricing, tried short-term things, hybrid models, And I'm going to say the biggest source of comfort is collaborating with people in my industry. So people in business uh, should embrace their competition as opposed to look at them as competition. And whether or not it's even in the same market, I always find ideas from people in other markets within North America, where there's parallels in terms of how we do business. So that collaborative effort with all sorts of matchmakers in my industry that were all going through the same thing was all about sharing ideas, expressing uncertainty and trial and error. And there was a regular check-in, I'm gonna say of, of once a week as a collective effort. And then your standard business friends, I'm always say you're better together. That's what we did. And that really helped tremendously. And then lastly, I know I'm doing a little bit of a monologue here. Don't be afraid to try new things and fail. Trial and error, in my experience, is the way that uh, you can figure out what works or what doesn't work. I'm not going in the monologue. This is some of the things we talked about, and I'm so happy you brought it up because it's one of the main, um, the basis of succeeding, basically, like community, about collaboration, about everything that you were talking about. And I forgot to tell that uh, the the title of uh, today's podcast is Do or Don't, There is No Try, Yoda. So I like that. So, Anani, if you have a question, please. Yeah, it was very interesting what you were saying, because you exactly basically enumerated all the different things that we have been talking about in the podcast community accountability like alliances with other people and also knowing your numbers right like you knew your numbers you knew exactly what to cut you found out information about your numbers you took some decisions you researched you did you grew you by doing a research you analyzed the situation and number three you had the accountability to check with uh, your same peer and also the same thing that we've been saying that you know just collaborate we are better together and definitely that's um, that's exactly what we've been sharing uh, as tips on how to succeed and you are an example of of that and i think it's very intuitive right like we actually go in there and and succeed and my question about after like of course two years have passed and you've pivoted you've collaborated now you have new network now you have new set of clients with a new set of strategies you remodeled your pack you re-strategized your package and that's something also we say how the price it and how different have be creative and change your packaging offers right after all that learning and after all this new network that you have and new clients how do you think uh, how are you maximizing that right now and what are the new strategies that you're doing to stay on top so I've, I'm looking at new people to hire with different modeling scenarios with an incentive base. I'm not sure if you can hear me. Sometimes I think the internet's cutting out a bit. 
Uh, definitely the collaboration with the competitors in different markets, colleagues, I'm going to say, has increased. Uh, we have maintained a hybrid model. Online is not going anywhere. So, and online is explosive even in our business. It's 90% of the business and matchmaking is a niche luxury item. So even offering packages that leverage that, a lot of people don't feel comfortable managing online dating or navigating. Coaching is such a huge thing. So we've retained what worked during the pandemic. Uh, we've actually increased our prices on some offerings. And one thing I've noticed with the pandemic, because, you know, I'm talking to you in California, Eva's in White Rock, which to Vancouver is still a distance, but it's like we're still together on the West Coast. So distance hasn't become as much of an issue. And what's happening is we recognize that although we're uh, large globally, we're still small and able to communicate effortlessly everywhere. So that intermarket kind of opportunity for dating has actually expanded. Before you couldn't go fly to the US to go meet someone that you were in love with, but people now have built, uh, you know, a, a good relationship through Zoom or through phone calls, and now we're able to go visit in person. So it's just, that's not going away. And I say the hybrid model of life, um, even in terms of efficiencies, before, you know, we used to set up consultations in the office, it would take longer to go meet someone. And now we can just do it really quickly as a barometer check over Zoom. So actually there's efficiencies in place in terms of time that we're going to keep. And I'm also able to engage staff in other locations via Zoom to deal with potential clients and people in our database as well. So those things have retained and we continue to test and try different package offerings. So if it doesn't work short term, get rid of it and put something else in there. Yeah, so basically your, your community is expanded and now you have access. So now that you have built a community like this and you have clients, the, the expansion has now given you more a more broader audience, a broader spectrum of where to get your resources, whether it's people that work for you or even client targeted clients, because there's more possibilities to interact. And now people are comfortable with Zoom, comfortable with an online communication to get to know each other first and then to go in person. So that's wonderful. So this sounds like a big success. And one thing I wanted to add is, well, I talked about my colleagues in collaboration um, and there were conferences, you know, internationally within our space. But another good resource to that I think we still retain is there became a lot of experts and master classes and offerings that were available more than ever online that you could uh, participate in, whether if you're missing financial skill set, uh, sales and marketing, social media. So as well during the beginning of 2020 and throughout 2021, and even now, I continue to look for those offerings to expand the knowledge base. Because I always say too in business, know what you know and know what you don't know. And don't be afraid to always ask for help. You cannot be everything to every single person. And I think that's the same thing with staff and yourself. So you just need to give proper indicators to people, you know, know your numbers, as you say, your key performance indicators, know where your money is, your return on investment, those types of things, and retain all of that. And always, always, always look to someone else who is better for you. You're always a collective effort of the people that you surround yourself with. So I always tell my kids, you know, you want to be with the best in class. Those are your friends. Like you learn from those people. But I also tell them that you have to be resilient. As Eva and I always talk about, you're going to get kicked down. You're going to fail. And you have to train your brain to pick yourself up and to move forward 
one day at a time. And if you're having a really bad day, we actually talked about this at our dinner table last night um, about failure or feeling anguish mentally, or, you know, a lot of women in particular have imposter syndrome. You know, there's a statistic that when there's a job offering, a woman actually won't apply unless she probably meets like 95 to 100 apply when he has like 10 to 20% of the criteria. So don't be afraid. We're always a work in progress. And my mantra is, and this is how I have always learned is I've learned by doing. So that to me has been like a key thing. And then just about the failure, you have to talk to yourself and say, it's okay to fail. It's okay to call a friend. Like I would call Eva and say, you know, I'm having a crap day and so would she. And then you sort of talk things out. You have your little pity party, which is normal as a human. You know, there are a few things that uh, I, I'm curious. Uh, one of them is uh, you have a few cities that you have uh, the dating agency, right? You have Toronto, you have uh, Vancouver and uh, Edmonton or uh, Alberta. So Alberta, yeah. So uh, which which of so the Calgary, cities? Edmonton, we're doing Montreal, too. And we do searches in the, in the States, too, like in a major market. So a good matchmaker, Evan, I'll let you continue your question, always bundles in people to assist with the search. And I can attest to that because I have been doing some uh, work uh, for Susan. She hired me a few times either to address the people or, um, or coach the people. Which city is doing the best or where you get the most business from? Where, where you can um, expect that, okay, if I, I work in this city, I put my emphasis here, I'm going to make it. Which one that uh, performs better? Well, Vancouver is where we're headquartered. So that's where we're the most established. Although Vancouver is a tricky market, every city in Canada is just so different. And then Alberta, which is growing, they had a financial recession a while ago. So there was a retraction there as well, but now it's expanded again. So we're focusing there. And that, again, is a whole other different market. And then we, we basically go where we have potential for clients. So Toronto is the center of Canada. So we bundle in people there to help us. And Montreal is where you and I have a connection. So we're working with some people there as well. So I never say no to a major area where I have people that I know that can help with a search. At the same time, if I think a colleague of mine can do a better job, there's a referral program in place. It's like real estate, Eva. So like the realtors are all well networked throughout North America, even if they're based in Vancouver, they can refer someone out in California or Arizona or assist on a search. So you bring people in to help. I mean, someone else is going to be obviously a better expert on Toronto because I don't live there. I just did business there a while ago, but that doesn't mean that I can't function effectively in that market. I believe that this uh, pandemic actually what it did, it made it easier to uh, to expand yourself around the world. Yes, Nanny, sorry to, for interruption. Yeah, no, it's really fascinating, you know, all this matchmaking and getting all the, trying to get the connections with people. And I think this is interesting because I think in every business, you need potential targets, you need connections, and you are have been able to create a network with, with multiple cities where people collaborate with each other and then connect and bring you. And so what is the incentive that you as a business owner give to those people to bring and connect with you? What makes them connect with you? What is what, what makes them connect, connect with you and bring you more and want to expand that network of target potential customers for you? 
So this type of business is the people business. So if you do a good job for someone, you know, referral, uh, which we get a lot of is a great uh, mechanism. And I always try to reward or incent people who collaborate with us, whether it's through commission or a fixed price. Um, you scratch my back, I scratch your back. And in our industry, there are a lot of referrals that go back and forth uh, attached to a monetary component. So that's pretty standard. Same with real estate. So you have to figure out kind of what your industry standards and norms are. And some of the younger matchmakers, because I'm more seasoned and I'm talking about age. So, you know, like in their 30s or 20s, the young whippersnappers are extremely savvy on social media and love it. I have to say personally, I'm not a huge fan. But anyway, whatever works, you still have to do it or hire someone to do it. But their reach has exploded and not everyone has the funds, but they do, if you're in a particular market, you have your network and they do the same thing. They refer out when they get people that they have that are really good, high quality candidates, they refer them to other people in other cities. So that referral component is just really, really huge. And also, you know, Eva was talking about the coaching and the stylist and her no nonsense BS talking to people. That's a skill and I can employ her to do that and work together anywhere because she can do that and you have broad-based experience. So looking for people that don't feel that your city or your place is a hindrance, like just think that, you, but you also have to understand your market. So Vancouver has a totally different feel than Alberta, where I lived in Calgary. It's like night and day. Even within Vancouver, communities have a huge discrepancy, like the Fraser Valley, which is very country versus Vancouver, which is very city, almost like L.A. And then Montreal and Toronto, like I would say, know your market. You need to understand your demographics. So, you know, what the ethnicity composition is, what the age composition is for me. What really helps me is understanding census data. And then also Canada was the first one to just uh, with census do a study on transgendered and non-binary individuals. And that was a leading force. And that's something that, you know, the matchmaking industry is really focusing on as a niche as well. So I think census data and respective markets, and there's a bunch of reality shows too that have come out with dating and matchmaking. And again, they highlight the uniqueness of their city and the people who operate in that city, not even matchmaking, whatever the industry is, understand who their target market is and what that city is about. So I talk about, you know, Vancouver and Alberta, we're outdoor cats, like super active. And Eastern Canada, um, Montreal, Toronto are more like indoor cats, like cultural. So always understand the nuances of your environment and parlay that into business. And then I really think it's important to do surveys, like qualitative surveys, quantitative surveys, do some market research and do testing to see or trials what works or what. You know what? You are the best person on this topic, do or don't. There is no try with Yoda because you really, you don't just try to just sit around and say, okay, I'm going to try. You say, okay, I'm going to go straight ahead. I'm going to tackle this problem and, um, and you succeed. Eva, I don't always succeed. I if I could go back to myself when I started my business 16 years ago I'd be oh my god I w- couldn't we all wish to go back in time you know coming from a big corporate job with really big budgets and then spending money in areas I think you know you really have to be mindful as a business owner especially when you start out about how you spend your money 
and operating your own business. And I have to say this job that I do now dealing with people at this personal level is the hardest thing I have ever done, which is also why I need support from my friends. You know, corporate life was so much easier because it was like task oriented all the time and people are just so complicated and unpredictable. And just talking about business during a pandemic, I've noticed that difference as well, that people, uh, well, we laugh about this all the time. You're either okay or sort of you're not, right? So there's this heightened energy Um, And especially in the service business and what I have learned going forward, because now we've come out and our entire industry is super busy. At the end of the day, love and relationships in any capacity are super important. And we have to feel comfortable and confident with the people that we want to work with on this personal level. So if we're not for you, someone else will be for you. And we're going to be really mindful of that, like attracting the right types of people. So Eva, you know, and Nanny about dealing with people and then really being clear on who your ideal target market is and how you. Yeah. And then especially what is your forte in which kind of market? Because sometimes you have market in multiple, multiple demographics. But like you said, like, you know, well, a certain area. So because you live there, you have more experience there. So your forte is there. Then you just have to squeeze that lemon and, and make that the best of your of your own knowledge and your own strength and forte and then for example i know i've been noticing some a little shift in my followers and in the demographics and i usually and it's normal because i tend to gravitate to a lot of younger people in the in the past when i was young i was tutoring students high school students and now uh, with the areas that i'm interacting with there's a lot of people in their 20s that i'm interacting and i'm getting all this network in the 20s and i can coach them so now i'm learning their needs here in la as 20 year olds that want to have a new life and we have also teenagers that are in high school that are struggling with other things for everything in life so then i'm learning what kind of the what are the needs for coaching them so and then this is the new generation and of course for us as service provide as coaches and and um, service service businesses then we need to understand what's coming up because there's always new things like the new generations come with new problems new new challenges new questions that they have new fears that we're not familiar with we're, we're comfortable in what we know but the new generations that are coming are seeing the world in a different way so for us as coaches uh, at least for me is uh, it's fascinating to learn what's coming new so i'm I've seen some shift in my demographic, for example. So I'm I'm learning. So I'm posting more inf- more content for them, and because I can relate to them, I understand them. I I and then I can I've been talking to a lot of them here in LA. So it's interesting for me to 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 direct my my target into that demographic younger than me. And I, I you sort of cut out a little bit, but I just heard about your target market. So matchmakers are a luxury priced item you know, several thousand dollars, there's huge ranges from uh, throughout North America up to like a million dollars. So, you know, we target people that can afford the services. Don't worry, I don't charge a million dollars. I'd like to though one day. (laughs) Um, So you target your offerings that way. And also like in terms of how many markets and stuff like that, but you always need people regardless. And then just talking about the younger generation. So yes, we have some clients. They're typically men like in their early thirties or twenties, that we look for, but that's where a lot of people have experience with online dating, let's say, or apps. I mean, 
that's not going anywhere. That's going to explode in different niches. There's probably going to be video dating and all sorts of increased niches too. But that generation of young adults coming forward needs to learn from the older generation on the art of communication. Pick up the phone. Don't be terrified. It always astounds me that there's people in this people space that don't want to publish their phone number or their contact information. They want to email or text. And I just think the art of conversation when you meet someone in person, like that's a skill is something that the new generation really needs to understand because that's always going to be valuable, especially for sales and marketing and nuances. And Eva, you know, we talk about body language and confidence. I wish they could teach a lot of that in school. There's certain applications or courses that people take that they have to work uh, for business, for example. So one of my kids is in business. Everything is done in groups and they make the kids communicate in front of a class. It's like public speaking, like on Zoom in a class, that's another skill that people need to learn. Because, you know, for example, with schools, everything was online. So what I heard too, just like public speaking, if you're not good at it, maybe look at a course. But some kids are afraid to talk on Zoom, the same as public speaking. So in your business with the younger generation, we need to teach them. That's just so important how to present yourself, how to communicate. It's not a skill that everyone has. But it's something that they have to learn going forward that is also going to continue to do well for them uh, in their life. We were talking about uh, that because I know you are shifting a little bit like you're going to do what you do, but you want to shift to help kids to to um, have that uh, that um, assertiveness, to have that confidence, to um, to have to know etiquette, because, you know, when when you are. When you are kind and you, you learn how to speak with the other person, you cannot be mean. You cannot make the other person feel lower than you. So those things, unfortunately, as I said, we were talking about this, that they are not taught at school. We're going to be running out of time. So uh, Nanny, if you have another question and after we're going just to say goodbye and yeah. Yeah, well, this is yeah, perfect, yeah, perfect time to wrap up. Yeah, we just wanted to thank you first, uh, Susan, for sharing all your business knowledge and your wisdom from the experience of having gone through a pandemic and having succeeded and having pivoted into a succeed with all those amazing strategies. What would you say it's your number one advice for the people that are listening, our audience, when they face these challenges and these are certain times, what is the number one thing they should focus on to succeed from your perspective? Don't be afraid to try something and fail. And, and doing nothing is not the way to go forward. Just do something and learn from other people. There's other people like you in other areas who are happy to share. So ask for help. And just before I end, I'm going to talk about one more thing if I have a second. And that's Eva, what she said about etiquette. Oh my God, the world needs more etiquette on all sorts of levels. And that's a huge opportunity too for business going forward to continue and just uh, always being mindful of that. So that's kind of my advice. There's no one set thing. I think there's multiple layers. Um, and hopefully that helped your audience today. And thank you. And I enjoy collaborating with you guys all the time. So thank you. Well, that's fantastic, Susan. Thank you so much for sharing. And if we the people want to get in touch with you, people want to refer you a content for matchmaking. If people want to know more about you and see what what your matchmaking magic is all about, where do they come that, to contact you? If you want to share, and we know, but... <laughs> 
share, please share of with us. Of course, our I want to share. <laughs> yeah, the easiest thing to do is to go to our website, divine, D I V I N E, matchmaking.com, and you can click on a nice red button, get started now. So that's the first step, and uh, someone will follow up with you. So thank you so much. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. I, you know what? I figured that you're going to be the best person to talk about this subject. We were talking with Nanny and says, yeah, let's do it. So I'm so happy that you took some time off your busy schedule to be with us and give some very valuable information. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you so much. And I think it's important. I was just having a conversation yesterday and I was revising my documents for, because I'm uh, newly single since the pandemic as well. And I was looking at my standards and my rules and all these things. I used to have a document called Men Qualities. And, <laughs> <laughs> well, I do have a document called Men Qualities. And actually this document has been built for some years now. And some of the questions in there, I guess where I took them from, from eHarmony questionnaire. When you go into eHarmony, it makes you like pick all these questions and pick all these things. And it's interesting because sometimes we don't know the guidelines like, oh, oh, maybe it's just we just wing it, right? We just wing what we want and what we what we care about. We just go for it. But sometimes we don't know. And it's having all this document in front of me. And I was just revising it last night, just reading everything that I wrote. I was like, oh, my God, I don't really think of like this anymore. But um, it's interesting. So it's really matchmaking people are have a very important role because they really guide us and they we can help us create standards for what we're expecting and what we don't expect. And so I really appreciate your work. And I think the world needs you more than they think they, they, they understand they, they need and uh, i hope that i hope you a million success uh for this year coming and uh, i can't wait to collaborate again with you thank you and just on that note about standards and documents i've had people send me excel spreadsheets so i'm like get rid of that excel spreadsheet <laughs> what i would tell people is you need to be open about the package that comes in front of you because i can't say this enough we're about energy as humans. So someone can look great on a uh, piece of paper. They can take amazing photos that are filtered. People don't look like their photos. And people in person are just so surprising in every single way. So get in front of them. If they're not a love connection, they can be a business connection. They can be a friend connection. I just, I'm so impressed with how humans and how unique we are. And the diff we're like snowflakes. And so meet as many snowflakes as you can and just be open-minded and you can keep your first interactions really short to see if there's a connection. Exactly. So thank you. Wonderful. Thanks so much, Eva. All the clients you referred me to, uh, they were amazing people. It's just that confidence and a little bit of, uh, of self-care will go a long way. But thank you so much, everybody. And if you have a questions, please, uh, ask us. We're going to be happy to answer it and uh, follow us. It's always a pleasure to have you, Susan, and it's always a pleasure to be with you, Nanny. Thank you so much. Until next time. Thank you. Thank Bye. you, Yoda, Eva. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you.